This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. It's the regular season finale edition of One-on-One's NFL Friday. Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome into our WFUV studios. Mac Rosenberg, Sean Cohen with you as we get ready for Week 17 in the 2013 NFL season. Still a ton left to be decided. It's the most wonderful time of the year, bud. Absolutely, and happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays, Mac. We are going to have one crazy weekend one crazy weekend finale of the regular season in the NFL. There is almost nothing decided almost. so far. Just just about nothing is decided. <laughs> we have the six and seven seeds in the NFC up, up for grabs for the wild card. We have division winners that could come out from the eight and nine seed. And then in the AFC, all bets are off. Yeah, I mean, a- NFC, still not a division winner. Unbelievable. And like you mentioned, there are, there are three three teams that are still alive in the NFC that can get in. We'll talk much more about that, of course, and, and everything else that involves playoff scenarios later on in the show. We'll start things off, though, with the two local teams, both teams out of the playoffs. We'll start things off with the Giants. <laughs> And the Giants at 6-9 and nine after beating Detroit in overtime, knocking the Lions out of the playoffs last week. Here to talk more about that and their regular season finale in the weekly Giants report is Eric Mollo. Week 17 is filled with playoff excitement. Aaron Rodgers is returning to try and capture the NFC North title. The Saints might miss the postseason. And Philly and Dallas will clash in a Sunday night rivalry for the NFC East crown. But I'm here to tell you about the Giants and Redskins, an inconsequential game of rivals with mediocre ceilings in which the only real winner is the one who is able to reserve a better tea time for their January trip to Hawaii. The G-Men are coming off a surprising 23-20 overtime win at Detroit, and they actually didn't play too poorly. The defense was solid, and the offense was, well, not nauseating. But I have to give the Giants credit. When it seemed like they were going to fold, they kept battling back. We demonstrated mental toughness. You know, we had a nice lead at halftime, came out in the second half, the third quarter, didn't look very good offensively, three and outs, three and outs. Uh, they came up with a big punt return on us, which, which hurt. Uh, but then the fourth quarter, we battled back. The Giants aren't a very good team, but neither are the Lions. Matthew Stafford choked away the division this season, and Jim Schwartz is most likely going to be jobless pretty soon. New York made play Sunday, but Detroit stunk. And the good news is the Redskins stink. So the Giants game plan shouldn't be much different this week. Now, what does Big Blue have to do to win? I have no freaking idea. I thought they'd lose last week. I thought they'd win at least one of their first six games. And I actually think they'll win at home this week. Well, what do I know? I stink too. If Eli can throw the ball to his own team and the defense plays stout against the run and defends the pass as they have been lately, I think the Giants will take this one. For my forever unreliable prediction, Giants 23, Redskins 16. Covering the Giants, I'm Eric Malo, WFUV Sports. 
And thanks a lot, Eric, all season long. And uh, always a, a lighthearted report from Eric Mala. Good stuff, buddy, all season. I think we'll get one more, actually, from the Jets and Giants next week, you know, kind of putting a bow on, on the season. But we're going to go ahead and put a bow on the Giants season right here. Um, you know, bad year. You know, no other way to put it, really. A uh, ton of needs on this team. This team has a, a ton of things to get done in the off season. It's really the first time in a long time with Tom Coughlin at the helm here that there are a ton of question marks heading into this offseason. And, um, you know, we're going to see, uh, you know, if they, they should be able to get a win this week and, you know, maybe end the season on a high note, but a ton of questions on this team. Right, and the game is kind of similar to their last game last season at the when they were playing the Eagles at home, when the season was over, they really had they well they had absolutely no shot of making the playoffs, and they were really just playing for pride. And since they've been eliminated, since that they dropped to five and seven, that's been like the mantra of the team: uh, let's play for pride, let's play for Coach Coughlin. Right. Nothing wrong with that. And it really hasn't been going on that way. So this is their last chance to say, you know what? We believe in our coach. We believe in Tom Coughlin. Let's uh, toss aside the injuries. Let's get rid of everything, and let's put the focus on that other terrible, controversy-ridden team in the division, the Washington Redskins. Right, and uh, Eli Manning uh, with the franchise record for interceptions in a season set last week, and uh, he's also on pace to most likely finish the season with his worst passer rating uh, since his rookie year. And right now he's got the worst passer rating in the league, or QB rating in the league, uh, besides Geno Smith and Terrell Pryor at 69.8. And to give even some more terrible stats <laughs> about Eli Manning, he is now one of three people, I believe, in NFL history to lead the NFL in interceptions three times in his career. Wow. And yeah. uh, interestingly enough, though, Brett Favre is on that oh, list. Oh, yeah, Brett Favre is old. Dan Marino was on that yeah, list. I mean, Brett, you, you want to talk about all-time interceptions. Brett Favre, I, I believe, is number one. He is. All-time in interceptions. So He's ultimate you can, gunslinger. You can have a Hall of Fame career and, and still throw the ball to the other team. It's 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 not that he it's not that hard to be a quarterback in the NFL, really. I mean, let's let's be real. It's not it's not that hard as we get a good laugh from behind the glass <laughs> from Julian and Matt. Um, you know, Eli is going to come back next year. I, he's a pro quarterback. He's won two Super Bowls. I think he's going to have a good season next year. He'll have a bounce-back year. But there's a big but. This team has to make moves around him. Uh, you know, Victor Cruz is going to ha you know, have the arthroscopic surgery. He co he'll come back. He should be healthy. He is the cornerstone of this offense, I, I think, with, with, with Eli. Uh, and you see what you get from David Wilson next year in his third year coming off an injury. You hope that, that he can you know, be what you imagined when you drafted him uh, before last year. There's a lot of needs on the lines, you know, offensive line, the pass offensive rush. line is by oh, far the biggest. Got to protect the quarterback. They've done an awful job of that this year. The right guard on the second play of the game last year, the, who was already the backup, broke his hand on the <laughs> second Man, play. I mean, brought in this guy Reynolds. Nobody's even heard of. The offensive line is by far the biggest key, but with Cruz having this surgery, right. that doesn't become as uh, much that of a does, sure thing with him. Yeah, yeah. So no, I agree. And you know, Hakeem Nix's agent is going to be looking uh, at that as leverage gonna, to he, say he'll be you out. Need us? I think he'll be out. I, I really, I really do. Um, I, I don't see any, any reason for him to come back. He's probably thinking I can go 
to a much more competitive team, maybe a team like Atlanta coming off a bad year. I know. was thinking the I was thinking Carolina. You're I right. know he's yeah. good oh, friends they need with Cam a receiver. Newton. He went to UNC. I didn't know, right, right. That's receiver. that's not a bad I didn't know he was friends with Cam Newton. Um yeah, I don't think he's back. They have Ruben Randall. They're gonna they're gonna move on without Hakeem Nicks. And, Even you know. Drell again look He's yeah. not. He's not the slot guy. No, but no, no, no. They're gonna need he's to make Steve moves. Smith. Jerry Reese is gonna have to work some 0709 magic right, again. Right. Right. Um, or eleven magic again. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say, and you mentioned the injuries uh, that the Giants would have no problem if the season, if the last week of the season was last week, <laughs> they would have right. no problem going into the offseason a little bit early. Um, but you know, lot, lot of needs on this team. Pass rush was terrible this year. I mean, the secondary was terrible this year. It really was, and and all of Justin Tech Tuck's uh, stats. They were pretty much a mirage. He he really did not have a great season. No, he had he that one huge game against Washington. Yeah, four and a half sacks. Yeah, he he had a couple of other big games, but other than that, there were times where you didn't even see him on. You wouldn't even recognize him on the field at all. He does have nine sacks this year, like you said. You take that that you have fifty percent of that right. one game. Right, it was ghost. A lot of the other games, but Linval Joseph had a good season. You're going to need to get him back. Colin Jun- Jenkins wasn't bad. JPP. Where is JPP? I mean, it's a shame what happened to him because the thing with him, Sean, and I was just going to mention him, is that when you get good, when when you, when you know you when people at first don't know about you, and then you, you you start to you burst on the scene, which is what he did when they won the Super Bowl, and then it's about it's about stopping him and him being able to adjust to that. Great players adjust when when opposing teams know how to stop them and, and double team or whatever they were doing and he just hasn't been able to work around. And it's, a a similar, it's, it's a similar it's a similar knock on uh Jadavian Clowney what they're saying right, right now. Exactly. It's huge. They were saying Shuin to be the Heisman, Shuin to be the first overall pick. This year he had I think 14 tackles for <sighs> for a loss. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean this team's got a lot to do in the offseason. Get a win this week. You know, you, seven and nine, some some confidence, moral vict- well, moral victories, and hopefully an actual victory this week um, against the Washington team. And, and talking about the Redskins, and where does where is this team Who going knows right now? What is going on with them? You hear Mike Shanahan wanted to be fired last season. Then they said he was trying to he get was fired. Packing this his bags season. already last year. I mean. If if they win, there's going to be even more problems. Saying, "Oh, maybe Kirk Cousins should be the guy going for, forward. Maybe RG three was a mistake." I could not. I I I just I can't predict a thing in Washington right now, except that Shanahan is gone. That that's that's I, in my opinion, that's absolutely a given. That's not even like I, that's a foregone conclusion for me. I I was thinking that a couple of weeks ago, but now you doubt. hear that he wants to come back. But you know what? With Dan Snyder. It's kind of like George Steinberg. You never, you never know what's going right, to happen. Right, right, and it's kind of similar to John Mara. John Mara never says a, you know, won't say a thing. Um, but I think it's quite obvious that Coughlin's going to be back next year. By the way, I, I think just for the record, I said this last week. I think Coughlin's next year is his last year, no matter what happens. Absolutely, no matter what. Absolutely, if, if they win the Super Bowl, what, whatever happens next year, he's done. He, he's going to leave. He's, he's, he, he will retire, no matter what happens next year. Um, who who would you who would you like to see oh, maybe man, be I mean, in there? Yeah, that's that's really looking that's really looking forward. And we're actually going to talk about coaches on the hot seat uh, a little later on. I don't I don't know. I really that that's you know because you're not going to get Bill Cowher. You're not going to. I don't. I think the Giants are going to have to accept the fact that they may just have to do a little bit of building. You know, a little bit of building in terms of coaches. You know, I don't think they're going to be able to bring a, a big name in. I don't know. I don't know. You know, yeah. who knows? I, I I don't think it'll be a big name NFL guy, but I. I could see them moving more in a direction of like a 
David Shaw, Stanford's head coach. Okay. They run okay. they run a very pro style offense. Right. They come out of the I form a lot, very similar we'll see. to the Giants. We'll I, see what happens. Going back to Washington, it's a shame because when you look at what happened last year with this team, I mean they they were a great team last year. And a lot of it was their defense. This year, their defense is their Achilles' seal. Their defense is awful this year. Um, you know, Alfred Morris is having a, a solid year again, but I mean, it's just it's it, it's a shame with Washington because it looked like they were on on the up, and now most likely, I think it's really fair to say that Shanahan is gone. Um, you think you did? What do you, what do you think? Because you just said it's tough to tell. But I would say if I had to pick, I would say he would more than likely be gone. Right. I mean, this is his fourth season there. They're going to have uh, double digit losses. Yeah. That speaks for itself. Yeah, for he's only had one winning season, which was last year. Um, so, yeah, it, it is a shame what's happening in Washington right now. Uh, I'm going to go with the Giants to win this game. Who you got? I'm going with the Giants as well. All right, let's move on to the Jets. And New York coming off a win as well against Cleveland and a chance to spoil the hopes of the Miami Dolphins can knock them out of the playoffs with a win this week. To talk more about that, here is Chris Venezia with the Weekly Jets Report. Some people are going to call it a meaningless game as the Jets have no hopes of playing in the postseason. But Gang Green should be happy seeing their squad put on an offensive display and win in their final home game of the season. New York took care of business against the Cleveland Browns last Sunday, 24-13, led by three touchdowns from Geno Smith. The rookie says his team will play hard every single Sunday, no matter the circumstances. We're playing for wins. That's every single week we go out and try and get a victory. Um, you know, that's the reason why we prepare the way we do throughout the week, and uh, that was our goal, our goal as a team coming into this game. The offense totaled 422 yards in the game, but Smith wants the team to continue getting better. You know, I've been, you know, growing. You know, that's a part of the process. You know, we're all growing as players, and we're all growing as men. And uh, you know, the key thing for us to do is just continue to take advantage of the reps that we get in practice. Um, you know, every single rep is important. For, for our success and for our growth. Head coach Rex Ryan's been spending a lot of time lately dealing with some uncomfortable questions about his future. Will he be the Jets coach next season? Well, we probably won't know for sure until this season is over, but for the time being, Coach Rex is focusing on right now. My job, and I said it all season long, is to focus on the present. What's right now? This week, the Jets close out their season in Miami. New York has one win on the road, and the Dolphins spank them already this season. My prediction? Sorry, Jets Nation, but this one seems unlikely. Miami 27, New York 17. With the... Report, I'm Chris Venezia. And certainly a thanks to Chris all season long. Jets with a chance to go 8-8. Eight and eight. And, you know, Rex Ryan obviously on the hot seat. That's, that's the big story with this team. Is he coming back next year? And me and Kenny talked about it last week. I personally don't think that he will be back. Um, you don't? I don't because, listen, when John Idzik came in here last offseason, I think that in the back of his mind, he had plans of bringing in a new coach last year for this, for this year, you know, when he took over. So it's it's you know he he's he's had enough I think at this point because he really hasn't been able to bring his his guy in you know the the GM it's got to be the GM's guy it can't be the owner's guy it's got to be the GM's guy because GM's making the personnel decisions on the team um, you know no I, I think that they're gonna clean house with the coaching staff 
the, they will they will probably draft a quarterback because, you know, I, I don't I don't know if Geno Smith is the future. I don't I don't think he is personally. I I, I just you know too, too many turnovers. I know he's a rookie. I I think that they can get a more talented quarterback in the draft. Maybe maybe they hold on to Geno Smith. They get it. They get it. They draft another quarterback. You make you have another competition. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not bad, and it's not just if you draft another quarterback this year that doesn't put the death sentence on Geno. No, he could learn stuff. He could. It is he, one year. It's one year. So, and you give him. He's that. a rookie. You, you got to take it somewhat with a grain of salt, but at the same time, when it's the same exact repeated dumb mistakes throughout the course of the year, you got to say, you know what? Is this guy? Is this? NFL IQ high enough to compete at this level because you know what he did put up big numbers at West Virginia but that was a conference that wasn't great he wasn't playing the the great teams he wasn't playing no. the SEC teams right. I I was really surprised when the Jets took him to begin with but I am going to disagree with you I think because it was his rookie year even though if they do draft a quarterback I think they give Ryan one give Ryan more year. last shot. Listen, I if I was John Edzik, I would keep Rex Ryan. I want I I'm not a Jet fan, but I do want the Jets to keep him because I, I I think I think that you know he has really shown, and this is the thing that that people give Rex Ryan a lot of credit for. His players play for him, and they are they are they. Th- this team is not in disarray per se. No, you know? no, they, they're they, not the same train wreck that they were. At the end of last year, or midway through this right. year, right? They really have have bought into him, and and they play for him, um, you know. And, and you know they, and also you have to you know give credit to Rex Ryan for what they've done with the parts that they have. I just think that Idzik has had enough. To be honest with you, I just think that he wants to start making some moves that he can you know leave some sort of a legacy on this team. And you know I I I, I think that you know he's going to make the move, but in the end, it's really on Woody John. It's Woody Johnson's decision. And Woody Johnson is a Rex Ryan guy. We know that he likes Rex Ryan. You know, got rid of the GM last year and didn't get rid of the head coach. So we'll see. I mean, and there and there are there are bright spots. The Jets' defense is pretty good. That that front four that's, was that's, good this year. Know. So the offense the offense is really where yeah. they need work. We talked about it a lot. We've talked about it quite a bit. That that the defense is not the problem at all. No. The offense, they need playmakers. You know, if if Geno Smith had, if Geno Smith had a you know a, a Julian Edelman, you know, a, a, a guy who is just consistently consistently there game by game, you know, David Nelson. I mean, come on, there, there's just there's nobody, there's nobody, and I've said it for years, years and years. This team needs to get some playmakers that you know that they're going to run some routes. I mean, I mean, Braylon gonna, Edwards was. Wasn't the answer you no. knew coming in? Plaxico no. Burris wasn't going to nope. be the answer. No. Stephen Hill, it's not. You he know, he doesn't look like the answer. It's not incredibly easy to find to find a guy. No, but you got to do it. You got, especially if you're going to have another another rookie quarterback. And even if you have Geno Smith, okay, it's a guy in his second year. He's still he's going to need guys. He's going to need guys. Uh, Santonio Holmes, he's not doing it for me. He's no. just not doing it for me. I mean, he gets hurt. He he. I, I coming into the year, I still liked him, but. He's not doing it for me anymore. All right, so they go into Miami now, and you know, kind of getting into the playoff scenario a little bit here, um, because Miami, right now, if the season ended today, they would make the playoffs as the sixth seed in the AFC, and they're battling with Baltimore right now for that sixth seed. Pittsburgh and, and San Diego have an outside shot. They need a, a bunch of things to go their way, and they need to win. 
Um, so Miami with a shot here. I mean, I don't see them losing this game. I, I, I think that Tannehill is is wildly inconsistent. They didn't score a point against Buffalo last week. I don't think Miami deserves to make the playoffs at all. I give them a lot of credit for what they've done this year, but I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't think they deserve to make the playoffs, but I do think they win this game. I I agree that they will win this game. And after after showing last week against a terrible Buffalo Bills team, I think it's pretty obvious that even if they do win this game and go to the playoffs, they're not they are not going to do anything in the next round. I don't think they're doing anything in the next round, but you do have to give them credit. You do have to give them credit and Joe Philbin credit sure. for the whole incognito thing. Five weeks was ago. was a national story. Everyone it could not stop talking about it. It completely disappeared. They brushed it under the table. And the only reason, it really boils down to one reason why it disappeared. Team started winning. That's it. That's you, right. If you win, everything else goes out. Everything else. Everything, every, every negative you know, bug surrounding your team is out. So, I mean, that's a great job by them. Great, Give them a lot of credit. Resilient play by this team. And they're, you know, you know, sitting with a chance here in the final week to make the playoffs as we move in now to the nitty-gritty and the wild playoff picture in the National Football League, Week 17. And we'll start things off in the AFC. Uh, all divisions have been won, but all seeds are still up for grabs. Denver right now is in the one. They can still... Uh, lose the one seed right now. They are currently in the one spot. New England's in the two. Those can flip-flop if Denver loses and New England wins. And Denver is facing Oakland in Oakland. New England is facing Buffalo at home. And then right now in the three seed, Cincinnati has the three. Indy has the four. That can can flip-flop if Cincy loses and Indianapolis wins. Cincinnati facing Baltimore at home. Indianapolis is facing Jacksonville at home. And Kansas City can also still move up. Uh, they're at 11 and 4. Um if they win if they win, I, I they they would they would automatically move up because they would have 12 wins. They would move up to the they, they move, move up, up to the to 3. The, I believe because no. Cincinnati No, they would move up to the 4. They move up to the 4 because Denver's won the AFC West. Right. Luke, right, 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 right. Kansas right. City would stay in the 5 because Kansas City would be the wild card. And there is Matt Morrow, our resident uh, who is the sixth seed in the AFC <laughs> expert? But he's creeping up to the five seed. So to, to to give us some some analysis there, we'll we'll get there in a minute. Uh, and we are we are there actually. Miami in the six right now at eight and seven. Okay, Matt, I'm just gonna let you take it away because the scenarios here, you have three teams vying for that six spot. It's really two, but mathematic mathematically it's four. Mathematically, let's just be real. Miami, Baltimore, San Diego, and Pittsburgh all still alive right now. Matt, break it down. Well, basically, no team is winning in. Everybody can win and not get in, I believe. Nobody can just, like Miami, even though they're the sixth spot right now, they can't just win and be in. Uh, If the three teams, if Miami, Baltimore, San Diego, all finish tied for that sixth spot, that it, then it goes to Baltimore. No, then it goes to Miami right. because Miami has the best conference record out of the three. Right. But if Baltimore can finish at the top with either Miami or San Diego, they beat Miami, so they're ahead of Miami if they finish alone. And if they finish with San Diego, they have a better conference record than San Diego, even though Miami has a better conference record than them. Now, my question is now, 
What if Baltimore loses and Miami and San Diego win? What if Miami and San Diego have the same record? Would it go to Miami? I believe that one would go to Miami. It goes to Miami because then if it Miami just stays win, on Miami, conference. Miami's right, in the best spot right now. Yeah, they are. They so are. if they win, they I mean they can win and San Diego can win and they'll be in, and Miami will be in. So San Diego's out if Miami wins. You know, I, I think Baltimore's going to get in here because because Baltimore is relying more on San Diego than Miami. San Diego loses and Baltimore wins. Baltimore is in. So, I, I'm gonna, I, 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 if I had to pick a team to get that six plus, spot, if everybody loses, they're in. I'm gonna go right. If everybody, if everybody loses, if everybody loses, Baltimore is in as well. So I think, I think, I think I'm gonna take the Ravens for that six spot. Are you more confident in the? I'm more confident in the Ravens than I am in the Dolphins. I really am. I don't care who they're facing. I really, I really. Baltimore's don't care who playing facing. Cincinnati. Listen, you know, that's a division game. Baltimore knows what's going on here. Okay, this is Jim Harbaugh, a team that got hot at, at the end of the regular season, and they're and they're doing they're playing well this at the end of this season. You know, they lost. I know they I know they got shellacked by by New England. I'm just if it came down to which team I would have more confidence in, I have to pick the Ravens over the over the Dolphins. I do. Well, I, I think <laughs> you present a pretty good and strong case. I'm still going to go with Miami, though, because I really, really do feel, just based on probability, I feel like the probability of them winning and Baltimore losing to Cincinnati, I feel like that's just higher. However, if Baltimore did get in over Miami, I think they would pose a much bigger threat to Cincinnati in that first do. round. All Baltimore has to do is win and have San Diego lose. They don't need they 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 don't even need to be watching the Miami game. They don't even need to be watching that game. It's not that game. I mean, it does mean something to them if if they lose. They need to win. They need to take care of business and then look at that San Diego game. I'm going to I'm going to pick the Ravens. Um Matt, you, you're our resident six seed in the AFC expert, so who do you pick to win this six seed? Only because I think the Dolphins can beat the Jets, and I think it makes it easier for them. I think the Dolphins get it. But they would need Baltimore to lose still. I mean, I, let's I think not, it's not a given. I, I wouldn't be surprised. That game is a toss-up. I will say that. Absolutely. It is, it and is a toss-up. I wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore does win. But at the same time, Cincinnati is a good team. Cincinnati is a good team. And they don't want to have to see. They don't want to let Baltimore in, a division rival in, and then have to play him. Eventually in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, reminiscent of what happened with the Listen, Jets a couple years ago. Yeah, they ago. did that with Remember? the Jets before. The Cincinnati lost to the Jets at the end Listen, of the year. Every, and the Jets team, beat them. every team knows what, what's going on. Every yeah. team knows what they need to do. I, I um, And Baltimore is at Cincinnati. I think, it's, yeah, it's at easy. Cincinnati. I think Miami haven't lost at in. home yet. What do you guys, what, what chance do you guys give the Steelers? You know, I, it's funny. Let's mention the, the Steelers. Steelers. I, 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 I'm glad you brought them up. They need to win, and they're facing Cleveland. Uh, in Cleveland, I believe. No, correct. it's in, in Pittsburgh. Cleveland. It's at home. Oh, it's at home. My at home, stuff. in Pittsburgh. So they. So, do we all think they're going to win that game? Yeah, yeah, they're going to win yeah. that game. Cleveland's disgusting. Miami has has to lose to the Jets, which we think Miami's going to win. Baltimore has to lose to Cincinnati, which I mean, there's it's not you know not a bad likelihood. And San Diego has to lose to Kansas City, which I mean, they very well could lose that game as well. For such a crazy scenario to get in, that's not that bad. You know what? That's not that's not that bad. It's almost Pittsburgh. the most simple scenario. The yeah. other three lose, you're in. You know, we have to win. Too, I, I think that I think Pittsburgh's the most dangerous team out of those four. Actually, the way they're playing right now, I actually I if I had to pick one team out of those four to win a playoff game, 
I pick the, I would pick the Steelers with the way they're playing right now, right now. And the only reason they're in this, situ- this, situ- this situation, excuse me, is because they went 0-4 to start the season. I mean, lately they've been a great football team. Ben Roethlisberger is on fire lately. They've they've played some great football. They're the AFC of the Giants version if the yep. Giants turn the season around, actually. Yeah, they, they have played <laughs> they've played some pretty good football lately. Um, they've won two in a row. Um, took care of Green Bay at Green Bay. And ben Roethlisberger has been playing great the last three he weeks, has. too. He has. Really, he really, really has. They lost Although, it. Mac, that Green Bay game was no gimme it by It was no means. gimme. It was no gimme. Matt Flynn really did come to play. They had to eke out a win there, but they've been playing great football. They've scored over 30 points or 30 points or more the last uh, last two weeks in these two wins. So, I mean, they, they are playing very, very good football right now. If they make the playoffs... I think they're a dangerous team. I really, I really do. Because they know, they know just as much about playoff football as any team. I mean, let's, you know, these are the Steelers here. All right, so that's just the AFC, <laughs> right there. That's there's just there's the, the AFC. All right, here we go. NFC. It's even. It's really even crazier. It's, it's no team has won a division. Unbelievable. The Saints could miss the playoffs. They could miss the playoffs. Unbelievable. Right now, Seattle is in the one, but they are. They are not safe. They're not even close to safe after losing at home to Arizona, which, I mean, we were talking about before the show. I mean, if you thought this league was crazy. Carson look- Palmer throwing four picks and they still win. <laughs> they Are you win. kidding me? Unbelievable. <laughs> I just can't. I can't even fathom. Carolina is in the two-seat after a crazy win against New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans— their offense, where has it been lately? I mean, and they, well, the reason why the offense has been in New Orleans is where, is where it's been, <laughs> but they haven't been in New Orleans, which is the problem. They played two road games, uh, and they can't they can't win on the road to save their lives. Um, Philadelphia is in the three seed right now at nine and six, but they've played Dallas for that division uh, Sunday night. I guess we start there. Let's let's start there because Tony Romo not going to play. Done nope. for the season. Had surgery today on his herniated disc in his back. He's done. And you rely on Kyle Orton. And, and you know, when I think about Kyle Orton, I, I do from, from time to time. I think about Kyle oh, Orton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think about the 2006 playoffs. Okay. Remember remember what remember that that playoffs with the Bears? With the Bears. He led them to— 15-1, and one, He, he right? led them to a solid— se- No, they didn't go 15-1. and one. Um, They weren't that good. But they, they were, were good. They, they were, were good. Gr- they were a good really team, good. and he got hurt near the end of that season. Rex Grossman came in. They went 13-3. and three. Um, Rex Grossman came in and led them in the playoffs. I don't remember what week he was hurt. I don't remember the exact thing of it, but it was very similar to what's going on right now. Team, you know, well, obviously, you know, the team the Bears were much better, but that's what I think about Kyle Orton. And Rex Grossman started that Super Bowl, played in that Super Bowl. And I think Orton was actually healthy enough to play that Super Bowl, but they didn't play him because Grossman had led them in the playoffs, so they stuck with him. Um, so so Orton has some some experience, you know, leading football teams. But, you know, the Eagles are are, are playing good football. They, they, they just beat up on the Bears at home in a game they really needed to win. Um you know, to 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 you know to get some momentum back. No matter what happened in that game, this game was going to be for the division. Even if they lost to the Bears, this game still for the division. But really, good momentum game for the, for the Eagles Absolutely. after what they did. Any time you put up fifty plus points, yeah. I mean, really flexing their offensive muscle. I think the Cowboys need to be worried. And even if they had Tony Romo, 
I would still be liking I still would like Philadelphia. They're just they really have just turned it up. It's in Dallas, um, but yeah, I I I like the Eagles definitely in this game. We're gonna pick these games later, but just a preview. I'm I'm gonna take the Eagles as well. So we both think Eagles are gonna win. That puts them in the three seed. Yep, a ten and six. Ten and six. Then the other division game, the other division title game is the Bears and the Packers. Another interesting game, another interesting quarterback situation. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to play, going to start. He's back from his broken collarbone. He's missed seven weeks. And anytime you add Aaron Rodgers back to the Packers, they're automatically an incredibly dangerous football team. I mean, he, you could make the case for him winning MVP alone based on how good they <laughs> were once when he was playing 5-2, and two, how terrible they got since he be, since he's been gone, and now it, it's almost a storybook ending to the season. If he comes back and knocks off Jay Cutler and the Bears. It's unbelievable. And what could be Jay Cutler's last game as a Bear? Yeah, and I agree with you. I think it will be. Um, it's unbelievable what's happened in the NFC North. A couple weeks ago... The Bears and the Lions, it was either going to be the Bears and the Lions. These two have just crumbled, crumbled. And you really have to put it on the Lions because they haven't lost anybody. I mean, you know, Chicago had uh, McCown in there, so and, and they and they did well. I mean, they were, they were in it because of him. But what happened with Detroit? I mean, they just can it's never— just an immature football immature. team. Immature, that's, that's and, good, an good imma- word for and it. And an immature and inexperienced head coach, in my opinion. Jim well, I mean, he's not an experience. I mean, he's had a few years with this team. He's had solid years with this team, but it's just it's all about that next level. They made the playoffs once, and they got crushed by the Saints a couple of years ago. Um, he just not enough consistency. Not enough consistency on not the at all. Team. And when you have and when you have Calvin Johnson, the, by far the best receiver, the talent in the is unbelievable. You shouldn't be struggling to put up twenty points against the New York Giants. Um. All right, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Green Bay to win that game. Def- definitely. I'm 100% going with Green Bay and sayonara Jay Cutler. In, in Chicago as well, but yeah, yeah, I'm, go- I'm going with, with Rodgers and Green Bay. It's unbelievable that, that, that what has happened with Green Bay and what has happened with this NFC North, and in the end, all they need to do is win. They don't need any help That's from it. anybody. It's probably the best scenario that they could have ever, ever asked for. You know, we, we were talking about Coach of the Year. I mean, I, I throw Mike McCarthy right in there. I mean, I may not give it to him, but, I mean, he's definitely up there. <laughs> he's honorable mention. He's got to be. I mean, he's got to be because, I mean, you know, they were, what, 2-5 and five without uh, Rodgers, but, I mean, they eked out those two wins. I mean, they beat the Falcons by a point at home, and they beat that Dallas game is the reason why they're yeah, alive. they were 2-5-1. Got to give McCarthy some credit for just getting by every week. Uh, so Green Bay would have the four seed. If they're able to win, uh, whoever wins that game gets the four seed. So now it gets interesting with San Francisco. San Francisco can still win the division. They need to win, and they're facing the Cardinals at home. Or no, I'm sorry, in Arizona. And they need Seattle to lose to my Rams at home. Honestly, last week I thought that the most sure thing in all of mankind was the Seahawks winning against the Cardinals, and I was— wrong i i still don't know you how. should have been right after those four interceptions i i just i can't like i i just want to like shrivel up and 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 die after that game um because that game was just unbelievable so the seahawks are welcoming the rams i mean come on is there any way that they lose that there's just no way 
I'm sorry. I, I still I, there's just no way, especially after what happened last week. Well, if they if if they <laughs> had it, if they anything. had the one all ra- wrapped up and everything, I would say Russ wrestle Wilson and all that. But because you can't with San Francisco, they right, need to right win that you, game. They need to win the game. But Seattle, they're not blowing this. No, one. they no. will not blow. They this won't one. blow it. They, they want to go in playing with some momentum. If they win, the they wrap up the one seed. Carolina, um, you know they 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 have it good. They win and they won that division, um, and they're at Atlanta. And I will say this: you better believe that 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 crowd is going to be into that game, and that Mike Smith will have his guys ready. I don't care what their record is. You throw the records out the window. You know, you throw you really do throw them out the window for this game. Atlanta will will have a ton of confidence going into this game, just knowing what they can do. And in my opinion, they really will have confidence going into this football game. Um, but that being said, I still think Carolina will find a way to get it done and win that division. I I have to agree with you. And backtracking just a little bit to give Seattle a little bit more motivation, if they win this game, they get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Just win. Just and win, baby. that, for them, the, t- the 12th man at Seattle, that right. has the biggest effect, I, f- I feel like, of any home field. Oh, without question. Without question. NFL. You put that right up there with Arrowhead. Carolina, like we said, winning in. Uh, we said Philly. We said Chicago. San Francisco, uh, like we said, also needs to win and have Seattle lose to clinch the NFC West. They're already in the playoffs no matter what happens. Um, they can also clinch home field advantage. Imagine if San Francisco gets home field advantage, and that's not the last game it's in, in, at Candlestick Park. Uh, they need to win, have Seattle and Carolina lose. That's not going to— Jump gonna, from 5-1. to one, Absolutely. But that's that not would gonna... be monumental. That would just be unbelievable. Uh, the Saints. The Saints are on the bubble. Saints are on the bubble. They, If they win, they're in the playoffs. So you give them a good shot because they're facing Tampa Bay at home. Um, and the Saints are they're really good after tough losses this year. Remember that Seattle loss? Um, they came back and, and they were able to take care of business the next week um, against Carolina at home. They 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 beat the living daylights out of them at home. So you figure that they will not miss out miss out on the playoffs. Where it gets interesting is with Arizona. Um, they need to win. They they can still make the playoffs, but it's going to be very very tight. It's going to be very very hard for them to do that. They are facing San Francisco. They're at home, but I don't see it happening. Uh, you know, I don't, it, 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 you give Bruce no. Arians so much credit. And there's another guy. If they do somehow make the playoffs to throw in as coach of the year, obviously he's the reigning coach of the year, um, but I don't see it happening for the Cardinals. I don't see that Sorry, happening. Sorry, Chris Benezia. And although, although they did win last week, we've mentioned it several times, Carson Palmer's four interceptions, I think that showed why he really never was, even when he had Chad Johnson when it, way back when, when he was Chad Johnson <laughs> yeah. and TJ Hujmazili, that he never was a real elite NFL no. quarterback. Not, I, a good quarterback, though. Good. A, a good, good quarterback. Not elite. He's I, got this team in position the final week of the year to, to make the playoffs. They got 10 wins. I mean, hats it, off to him. Hats but, off to Bruce Arians, really. But um, I don't see it happening. But the interesting thing is that New Orleans could jump with a win and a couple of. Uh, Interesting losses from the six seed all the way up to the two seed, I believe. They need to win. Um, they need to win. They need, they need a win. San Francisco loss right. and a Carolina loss. I mean, and a Carolina loss. Yeah. I don't think that's, that's going to happen. That, yeah. I don't think both those teams will lose. Or they could be out of the playoffs, for that matter. <laughs> yeah. They could be out of the playoffs or the two seed. If they lose, they're pretty, they're pretty, much, they're pretty much out, right? Yeah, well, Arizona would have to win. 
also. Right, 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 right. So the Saints, I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, something's wrong. Um, all right, let's talk about interesting topic here. Coaches on the hot seat, because there are plenty of them, and we'll run it down for you. We'll start things off uh, right here in New York. We, 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 we already talked about the Jets. You think that Rex Ryan stays. I think he goes, so I think we can put that to bed. In Tennessee, they are 6-9. and nine. Mike Munchak is the head coach there. And, you know, basically the common theme with these teams is that they don't win. So we won't really we don't really need to delve too much into it. What do you think happens with him? I would say it's time. I would say in his short reign as the leading guy in Tennessee, I would say it's time for him to go. I mean, he hasn't really done much with Jake Locker or the quarterback situation there. I think Jake Locker, you get rid of Munchak, you get rid of Locker. I don't, I don't would, like. I, I would have to agree with I you don't on like that. Locker. And he Never still did. hasn't gotten Chris Johnson to change his ways of being in every down back. Pretty much every week with Chris Johnson, the only way that he goes over a hundred yards is he'll have, uh, let's say, twenty carries for about forty yards, and then he'll bust off one for sixty-five. They need. They that's, really need to take that, a look at themselves. That's the offensive coordinator's job. That's the running backs' coach's job. But the head coach should really be sitting down and saying, "Look, you have to." You have to shift the way you go. You can't just be juking and jiving all around. Use your pure speed to run through the tackles, to get around the edge, and just go. Do you do your thing. Can we get you in the film room? Mike Munchak <laughs> has a 21-26 and 26 regular season record, uh, has not made the playoffs, and uh, this is his third year in Tennessee. I, I think he's probably gone as well. Uh, moving on to Oakland, Dennis Allen in his second season, the team is 4-11. and 11. I've heard people, I mean, he's on the hot seat, and I've heard people say it would be a wrong decision to let him go. But this team has been so bad for so long. Is a new head coach really always the answer? I think in this situation, you may have to look at some other areas. I, I, I do not think that it's the answer to fire him. I mean, how many guys can you go through right. before? I mean, it's just not working. There's clearly a system issue, and it's not with the coach. Yeah. The GM isn't good, and it all... I mean, for me, it all starts at the top with Al da- with the whole right. Al Davis under yeah, his, regime. his son, right? Yeah, de- dealing with that team. So, yeah, I think they should keep they should hold on to Den- Dennis Allen uh, in Houston. Wade Phillips it will not be the head coach. I I I think he knows that he's just the interim guy. They're going to clean house and and you know assess their their needs there. Um, be interesting if they went after Mac Brown. That that would be interesting if he stays in Texas. Yep. Uh, I don't know if Mac Brown really wants to uh, coach anymore, though. I, I don't I've know. heard that they're well, going to go after John Gruden, that John Gruden is possibly interested in that job. But then again, he may just stay in the booth. He's got a nice comfy spot in the ESPN. He does. Desk. He does. Uh, moving on to Detroit, Jim Schwartz, I mean, he's got to be out. He's got to be out. I mean, you know, you really have to not only win in this league, but win consistently and make the playoffs consistently to be safe. Jim Schwartz is an interesting case, okay, because he, you know, he he made the playoffs a couple of years ago. He's had so much talent on this team, but no consistency. They went two and fourteen, six and ten, then ten and six in twenty eleven, and you're thinking, all right, and then four, and then he dropped the four and twelve last year. He's out. It might. He, I think. I think he's got to be gone. He's out. And anytime, gone. done. He's done. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. Get him out. Anytime you start going after the fans. Booing the team, I mean, you should be booing that yourself. That team is in disarray. You should be booing yourself, Jim Schwartz. Get out I of I never here. liked Jim Schwartz, for the record. No. Um, all right, Minnesota, another interesting one. Leslie Frazier, 
somehow made the playoffs with his team last year. I mean, on the heels of Adrian Peterson, basically, basically, uh, he had the ten win season last year. Um, I think this is another situation where I know you told me you don't like him, um, but I think you have to take a look at the quarterback situation on this team, okay? And it may be his fault, but they have not, since Brett Favre, I mean, Christian Ponder is not the answer at all. No. He's not the answer. Neither is Josh Johnson or Josh Freeman. Josh Freeman's not the answer. Matt Castle is not the answer. I don't know where they're going to get a quarterback from. Just get rid of all three of those guys, please. Do us all a favor because you have a great running back. You have some really good offensive weapons. Think about it. Greg Jennings with a good quarterback is a good receiver. Cordero Patterson's turning into a really good receiver. You have Jerome Simpson. There are parts on this team. you got to have a good quarterback, though. You have to have a serviceable quarterback in this league. And I think really, you know, you're proving that unless you have the 85 Bears defense, you're going to need to have a, a good quarterback, you know? So I don't think I, – I think Leslie Frazier stays – and they make some big time changes maybe elsewhere. Maybe they maybe they fire some coaches, mix up the coaching staff. They need a quarterback. That's what they need. I don't think they need a new head coach. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think I think he stays on. Similar to a Rex Ryan situation, I think he has one more shot next year. They're gonna need right. to make a lot of changes. And if they do that and it doesn't pan out next year, then see you later. Greg Schiano in Tampa and he had so many, so many good years at Rutgers, and came in last year, went seven and nine. Now he's four and eleven. They were winless for a while. It's another situation where I'm not so sure it's the answer to get rid of him. I, I, I'm on the fence about it uh, because, you know, if they went zero and ten, I mean they were zero and seven, and then they, I think they, they won like three or four straight. Uh, now they're four and eleven. Um, if they were like zero and ten. Forget it. I mean, you, you, you've you lost the team at that point. But, you know, he made the move to Mike Lennon, who has shown some sides. It, it, we don't know about him yet. I, I think you have to wait and see with him. Maybe go into next season with this team that you have now with Lennon because you have some okay weapons at run, at, 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 uh, on offense. Vincent Jackson. With Vincent Jackson, and, you know, you hope D- Doug Martin comes back and can be what he was last year or, you know, even close to that. Go into next year with this team. And then if you have to make a move, you know, midseason, do it. I agree. And for, for a pretty bad team, you know what? They did play with a lot of heart. You thought midway yeah. through the season, one, they were 0-6, 0-7, that he had lost the team. People were calling for his head. Then they started turning things around. They started actually playing for him. I, I, I think they should stick with him this year. And finally, Washington, Mike Shanahan, you know, I, I, they're 3-12. and I said it before. I think he. I think he's gone. I, I just. They. They are going to have to bring in somebody who can work well, work better with Robert Griffin III. And but they need to make way more changes than just the head coach. But I do think it's time to move on from Shanahan. This uh, fourth year, they had the one ten and six year. Yeah, they've been under five hundred every other that's year. That's all it comes down to for me. The one ten and six year, and then the other the other ten loss yeah. seasons, three ten loss. That's that's it for me. Last time Shanahan really was consistent was early 2000s with Denver. Um, you know, obviously Shanahan, one of the great head coaches of all time, but I think it's it's time for him to move on. Um, he, he could still find a job somewhere. Who knows? But uh, I think that they definitely get rid of him this year. Um, all right, let's get to everybody's favorite segment before we get out of here, the picks. 
Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to talk about playoffs for this week. But not quite yet. Giants and the Redskins, we both took the Giants in the back. Yeah, I, I got to go with the Giants. It's just two bad teams. Playing. Two bad teams, yep. The Giants are a little less worse. They beat, beat the Lions. They got to win. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Giants, but I'm going to segue us to the Jets. And I say the Jets are going to knock Miami out of the playoffs. Oh, take a hike. Dan take Marino. a hike. <laughs> Take a hike. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, so Julian takes the Jets. I will take Miami. Matt, who do you take? Uh, I'm going to take Miami. Sean also takes Miami. I'm a Miami guy. All right, these are the games that matter now. Packers in Chicago to take on the Bears with the NFC North title on the line. I'm going with Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers coming back. Eddie Lacy is going to play. Randall Cobb probably going to play as well. Give me Green Bay. Sean. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers and his discount double check. we we'll go to the back. See you later. Uh, yeah, I got it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, even, he could be rusty, but I think he's just too good. I think they're, they're playing all right enough for him to be good enough to come back. Double check that, my friend. There it is, Danny. Yes, you better double check it. I'm going Chicago. Oh. Give me the Bears. You know, I think someone in Chicago named Trestman is regretting benching someone named McCown. Anyway, 49ers at the Cardinals, and Cardinals have to win to even have any chance. They can win and still not make it. I got to go with San Francisco. Got to go with uh, Jim Harbaugh. Sean? I'm going with the San Francisco treat. Let's go, Colin Kaepernick. See you later, Arizona. In the back. Uh, I, I, San Francisco, I think they... they they got to win to get good position also. Yeah. It's not a meaningless game. The game means a lot to them as well. So I think they're, they're winning five. If they won five in a row, they're on a hot streak. They are on a hot streak. Julian. I think this game is not a gimme by any stretch no, of the not. imagination. No, it's not. I don't I think, think it is. I think it'll be close to the end. But I think another strong defense against Carson Palmer, I don't think he can get by uh, throwing these picks. I think he'll have at least two picks. They'll give me the 49ers. I think a defensive game actually favors Arizona. I think the Niners are going to have to use their offense. They're going to have to firepower with the offense to really pull away in this game. And finally, Eagles at the Cowboys NFC East division title on the line. Got to go with Philadelphia here. I mean, Kyle Lorton starting. I really do believe Tony Romo is going to be missed in a game like this. Sean. I'm going with Philly to knock out the romo Cowboys. In the back. Well, Nick, Nick Foles is unbelievable. He is. Julian. It's really <laughs> That's his quarterback, but he's not going to play this week. Yeah, Tony Romo, uh, nobody to botch the snap this time. Botch the hole for the kick. I think the Eagles win this in Dallas. Uh, just too much firepower for the Dallas defense to handle. All right, and finally, we get to the upsets here. We'll start off with Sean. You have an upset for us? Uh, my upset for this week, let's see. I uh, not a whole lot I, of great upsets here. I think it's I think it's gonna be Atlanta. 
I like Atlanta over Carolina this week. Wow. I think I think they're trying to So you think New Orleans comes back and wins that division? Yeah, I do. And you know what? I think Mike Smith, one coach we didn't really talk about, I think he might be playing for his job as ah, well. Ah, he might, he might be, he might be. Uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota at home against Detroit. I mean, I don't know how much of an upset that is, but I think it's a valid upset. Minnesota has some some momentum heading into the offseason. I don't know where that's coming from, but they are home. So, that. I think the AFC North is as It's possible. I hope not as a... Yeah, I'm sure it's a rivalry game as well. Julian, upset? Um, I took the Colts over Kansas City last week at that pitch. That was a great one. I think San Diego will be highly motivated. Um, the game is at San Diego, so they don't have that arrowhead boost the Chiefs don't. Uh, so uh, give me San Diego. Give me the chat. All right. Hey, picking against the Chiefs again with the upset. All right. Okay. Very good. Very, very good. Hope everybody is enjoying their holiday season. Of course, some NFL football will certainly help you to do that on Sunday. He's Sean Cohen, Matt Mora, Julian Atienza doing a great job behind the glass. Mac Rosenberg here. One-on-one's NFL Friday, a whole lot to play for this week. We'll see you next week and talk more about it. Enjoy your football. This has been One on One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs?